it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gut. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star, Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality, Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. want to apologize for that. We are in the midst of 
rescheduling with that person and we will have everything up to date as soon as we are able to. Um, so with that being said, guys, we're going to have a great show for you this evening. Um, and just remember, any show that you miss live, you're able to see or not see, but you're able to hear on Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, and all the likes, guys. So if you miss a live show, no fear. We have that right there for you. So just look us up on Spotify, look us up on Apple Podcasts, and we will be right there. We're going to kick the music off tonight with a little bit of Doro. Here is Blood, Sweat, and Rock and Roll. Yeah. 
know you love that. So, guys, just to let you know, uh, if sorry, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty here. Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means survivors, super contests, and squares. At my book, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice. It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. Guys, that is free cash, $1,000 in free play. Designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. Don't forget, you also have the NHL playoffs in the process. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Guys, I also wanted to give you a heads up and to remind you that Sweetwater offers discounts to all Rock and Roll Union members. If you contact Sweetwater, let them know the Rock and Roll Union sent you. You'll get starting a 20% discount, but the more you buy the deeper that discount goes. So they're going to hook you up. Just let them know that Rock and Roll Union sent you. Also, another uh, organization I want to give a heads up to is the Philadelphia Bouncer Academy. If you're looking to get involved in security in any facet in the Philadelphia area to do bouncer work, check them out. They're going to give you 20% off your classes. You're going to need them to help you get you certified and trained up for all the bouncer stuff that's going on in Philadelphia, firemen. So you contact those guys, they'll give you 20% off as well. So, um, and the last discount that we have is for Phoenix Custom Printing. Contact Phoenix Custom Printing for all your rock and roll merchandise needs. Anything from t-shirts to hats, they got you covered. They are local and they are really, really good people. And, uh, let them know the Rock and Roll Union sent you. And, again, guys, you're going to get 20% off. So it pays to be a Rock and Roll Union member, man. Tell all your friends. Get them on board. And uh, we're going to be back after this quick commercial break, and we're going to be joining our roundtable talking technology and everything involved, guys. So don't go nowhere. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews 
with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. We're still waiting on two members of our uh, of our podcast panel to join us. So in the process, I'm going to ask, I know I have somebody on the hold now. We're going to play one track while we wait for everybody to pile on here. and. Uh, my apologies for that, but we're going to listen to a song while we wait for the third person. We have the second person on board now. Guys, bear with me. Um, this is As We Become Ghosts, Butterflies Fade.
That was As We Become Ghosts with Butterflies Fade. Guys, it has been a few weeks until we had, since we've had one of these roundtable discussions. I want to bring on the three members of our of our roundtable podcast this evening. Guys, our first guest came up in the 60s and 70s, back when the Beatles were first debuting, and everything was really starting to get traction. I want to welcome Tom George. Tom, you with us? Yes, sir. I think so. Hey, man, thank you. Thank you for being here. You bet. I love it. So our second guest has been around as far as a drummer is concerned, music in different aspects. He's also uh, Ken Shepherd Photography, and he also has Phoenix Custom Printing, which is the only printer of the Rock and Roll Union. I want to welcome on Ken Shepherd. Are you with us, brother? Hey, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> and our last guest was just with us last week as a member of the Good for Nothing. Please welcome Dylan Telford. Dylan, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. So, you know, I wanted to talk and uh, touch base as far as, uh, you know, technology is concerned. We really got a... Um, a big thing this week as far as Facebook no longer possibly allowing live streaming uh, shows uh, different aspects or that, you know, I'm going to go through each one of you guys and you could tell me just a little snippet of how technology has affected you either positively or negatively before we get into the full blown discussion. I'm going to start with Tom. I know Tom, you came up in the golden era of rock and roll and, but you also still stick with rock and roll and you do uh, licensing and things like that. And I know you have uh, in-home studios and things like that. Could you give us a little idea of how technology has dealt with you? Um, Yes. uh, I think that uh, probably uh, I'm probably going to be a little biased because I do like the more raw sound. I like, I really do enjoy uh, the difficulty and uh, I would say in the, the strict rules and I mean it's, it's difficult especially for singers uh, to get in a studio and also for the musicians uh, to keep the timing correct and it's, it's a difficult thing to play raw and right. I, think the, I think what comes out of it and I'm going to look at both sides as being good and bad. I mean, you know, there's good and bad for both. The good thing about the time I played, and I still play now, but, I mean, we, we, we kind of hung up with the raw sound because that's who we are. But the key is, the good thing about it is, you get more of the personality of the musician. You get more of the DNA. Uh, computers can't do that. And uh, it's kind of like your voice or your fingerprints. Um, We all have different sounds to our voice. We all have different fingerprints. We're all individuals. Mm -hmm. And the greatest thing about the 60s and the early 70s were the musicians went in there and they did what they loved and what they liked. And if the customers or the clients or the, the fans didn't like it, 
they didn't really care. <laughs> they, they were right. doing what they loved and they enjoyed. And out of that came this unbelievable amount of talent that was just human all over the place. I think today with the Taylor Swift and the, and the, and the uh, auto tune uh, uh, singing and all the computer stuff, that's been lost, totally lost. And I think I the, cor- the, you know, the corporate people, the guys at the above, the ones that are in charge, and I've signed with a number of them, the younger people were in the studios sweeping the floors. Today they're in charge. And their feeling is that, that, that we're relics. And, you know, that yeah. maybe, maybe we are. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to be – I'm not going to defend it. I'm just saying maybe we are. But the interesting thing is when I go to the casinos, when I go to venues, or when I go to bars or restaurants that play music, they're playing our stuff. You know, right. they're not playing yeah. Taylor Swift. They're playing our stuff. That's okay? right. <laughs> and not only so, that, the labels, which I was on Decca Records, which was one of the major labels in the past, they're still making a ton of money on us. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and they're making more money on the old guys than they are the new people. I mean, they're selling yeah, so million Tom, records. Let me ask they, you a question. Let, let me ask you a question. I, I watched an, a video, an interview with Steven Tyler this past week, and he was talking about the early 70s when Aerosmith first debuted. And he was saying how different of a time it was in the studio because the band, the complete full band, every member of the band would go at the same time, as opposed to now when everybody's kind of laying their track and they're gone. Do you mm-hmm. think that has a big play into that sound? Oh, it has a huge play because when you're playing together, there's a certain mojo, I call it, or a vibe that you get from it, and it's all personal. And we and, and, and the best music is through collaboration between all the musicians. It's not any one. I mean, even Paul McCartney, John Lennon, if he was live today, would tell you all this. It's the collaboration that makes everything so wonderful because – if I come to a part in the song and I go, you know, this just did, and then and then it's, oh no no, Tom, that's great, I love that part, everything's great. Let me do this. What do you think about this? And they're like, oh wow, it's great. And by the time you get finished, you got five guys, or, you know, at least we did, five guys, and it's a collaborated effort. And the best songs that are written today generally come from a collaborative effort, and it's it's because. We're all doing our own thing, you know. It's our individuality comes out. Today, it's like robot music, man. I mean, you know, I don't even, I mean, I'm not trying to knock the young people today or what they're doing. I guess they're making, you know, I mean, they're making millions of dollars, but we can go into that too. They're making it in a way different way than the way we made our money. But the key is I love the raw sound. I, I love the challenge in the studio to have to really do it right. I mean, it's difficult when you get in the studio. It's different than playing live. Playing live, you can do many things wrong, and nobody will notice. In the studio, you can't miss a note, <laughs> and it it, yeah. it stands out. <laughs> you know, 
So now, know, that's, uh, that's how I feel about that. Now, Dylan, uh, how how would you say tech, technology has come into play, whether it be in the current band you're in with Good For Nothing or in the past with anything else you've done? Yeah, so, so uh, Tom, it's going to make me sound like I'm in opposition, but I'm really not uh, <laughs> when I get into this. Um, you know, so I, I grew up in, so I, I'm in, I'm in a younger generation of this. So it's, I'm not by any way calling myself young, but, uh, when I grew up, uh, in recording, uh, you know, my first recording that I did was in 1999. And so it was, you know, tape, cassette, four track or eight track Tascam, uh, out of the bedroom. Um, and I kind of came up during that transformation from these, these home units and working with ADAT and, um, a lot of fun in there into, you know, computers started becoming a bigger thing and we started becoming more affordable and then getting into the hardware started to be, uh, to be the expensive side. So I look at technology in a few different ways. Uh, first of all, huge, I'm all behind the raw sound. So if you talk to the other guys in the band too, especially Mike, who, who sits as our uh, lead guitar player, but he's our uh, engineer, our, our mix engineer as well. Um, and I, I play part of producer within there. Um, I'm a big fan of the raw sound and I like the real instruments and I like the, you know, the, you know, the crunchiness of preamps. And I, I love just like that, that real meat that comes through. So I'm totally aligned from there. I think what technology has done for people today, the good and the bad of it is it's made it more accessible. It's allowed you to be a professional sounding musician without being a professional engineer at the same time. Um, so you can have the talent in the area you need to have the talent. The problem that comes from that saturation, so we talk about from the creator, the tools are there, right, so that you can build what you had in your head and, and you can take it out and you don't, again, need to be an engineer to do so. Um, but it's so saturated then, you've made it so easy for everybody that it really builds this sterile layer. And I'm with you. New music has this sterile sound to it. Um, yeah. it's, it's all about pumping it out as fast as possible. So the tools are being used to cut corners instead of being used to accommodate a sound, which is completely different. So when you think about auto-tune, I can get behind the concept of auto-tune when it's this crazy high attack. It's got that like bouncing around sound where nobody's hiding that they're using auto-tune. But when you do it to make you sound like you're singing better, that's completely different. Right? It's, yeah. it's all gotcha. about the sound you're trying to create. Gotcha. And so the yeah, one other piece I want to put on there just to, to align with, with uh, Tom and actually one of the problems we've solved but not been able to get there is uh, if you listen to last week's, my band is all in Chicago. I live in Columbus and I do a lot of the initial writing as far as the actual composition of the song is concerned. Um, and, but they all add their own pieces. It's their own flavor. It's their own layers, but we're not physically together. So we don't have that benefit we had 15 years ago when I lived near them where we could get in the room and play it all together. So we, we struggled to make it sound like we were able to play it all together. Um, cause we still want that raw sound and we want that emotion and feeling behind everything. Um, uh, technology allows us to get to some of those pieces. Um, it's not exactly the same as it used to be, but, um, yeah, so that's what I was saying. I'm going to sound at first like I'm in opposition, but I'm, I'm not at all. I'm all about raw. So, I mean, I'm going to – I think you did just fine. I think you did just fine. <laughs> before, I, before I bring Ken into the conversation, I just wanted to touch base. You guys broke, both, both brought up auto-tune. And, you know, I, I mean, Dylan, I got to kind of agree with you is 
there is a good intention behind some use of auto-tune, much like synth when synthesizer was getting big. I mean, the Who used it first. I mean, they were the first to really get big with it. But then there were bands that were using it in exchange for having any real meat to their potatoes. I mean, they they brought that up to kind of cover up any absence of sound that they had. So I, I kind of see how you guys are both different sides on that. But uh, I wanted to bring up Ken. Ken, you've not only seen technology on the music end of it, but you've also seen it on the photography side of it. How has your uh, feeling with technology affected you? Oh, it's um, greatly impacted uh, photography in, you know, good and bad ways. Um, You know, back in the day, as everybody knows, there was this stuff called film. And, uh, you know, (laughs) you actually had to take the picture and hope that it looked good and then wait for them to get developed and then... You know, surprise, surprise, if they were terrible, you know, you waited a few weeks for that. Now you look on the back of your camera, you can decide if it's good or bad, delete it and retake it. Um, So it's helped in that aspect. You know, it's um, less time. People don't have to wait for their pictures, you know. Um, On the negative aspect of it is the camera phones. They have put so many photographers out of business. Um, The... The uh, industry has kind of been devalued because of that. Um, I know, you know, I work for a, a, a pretty prolific, pro, uh, well-known photography company called Life Touch, and um, yep. you know, it, it's it's like you you know, we just go through photographers, photographers. like candy. I mean, it just. You know we can't keep them because the the industry's been devalued and it doesn't pay anymore. Now that's not to say that the photographer isn't important. I know parents <laughs> they come out there with these four thousand dollar cameras and they're like this doesn't take good pictures. And I always say, well, you know, I got a really good pencil, but it doesn't write good essays. So I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you know, it, it, it it's impacted both ways. Um, and I think it's done that with the music industry. Now, when I was in, you know, directly affiliated with it by, you know, being in a band, we're talking about the early 90s. And I remember back then we went into a studio um, in Aberdeen, Maryland called Secret Sound. And it was like, this this was like the all-out pinnacle of the year. Like, we're going in the studio. I mean, we we practiced just to go into the studio. And it was so valuable to us because, number one, it cost a ton of money to do it. It cost a lot of time to do it. And it wasn't, you know, there weren't many bands that could do that because it was so expensive. You know, so so if you had a demo tape, it was like, wow, you know, these guys got a professional demo tape. So it was, I I feel like it was a lot more valuable back then, whereas now... I mean, I, I work with guys who do music, and, you know, they talk about how they're going to go home, have dinner, and lay guitar tracks. And it's like, you know, well, but, you know, where's the chemistry? And, you know, kind of relating to what Tom said, you know, it, I, I think you can capture chemistry on, you know, on a recording. And when you've got a, a guitarist at home laying tracks and you got a you got a drummer who takes a lunch break and lays a drum track, 
it, it loses that feel. It loses that chemistry. And then, you know, because of that, they line it up with computers, and it sounds processed. And, and Tom, by the way, just, just for the record, you and I, we probably are relics, okay? <laughs> well, that's okay. So let me I mean, ask you guys they're all, jo- they're all, jo- they're all jo- uh, all the younger guys are jealous because they didn't live during the best music world. I mean, the best music, most excitement. That's right. Was, that's right. They're trying to cap. They're trying to capture that now, and they can't get it. <laughs> and, and You're right. We're not gonna. We're not gonna let deny it, guys. guys. Let me ask you guys a question, and then I'm just gonna leave it wide open and let you guys say whatever it is that you feel. Um, now, with the the technology the way it is, both with photography and music. Now, with photography, and like Ken, you said everybody's using their smartphones, and everybody thinks they're a photographer now. Uh-huh. And with with everybody having the ability to use in home studios and a lot of the sound, I mean, there there's some good, but then there's really some awful that's out there. And mm-hmm. everybody with a home studio thinks they're a musician at this point. Right. What is, what is as far as the three of you guys concerned, and I'm going to leave this open for you guys to talk about, is what is the benefit or the negative from being able to do that? So, I think I think it, it it saturates the market, and you have to go through a lot more music to find the good music. You know. Um, Again, you know, back in the day, you know, there wasn't it, it wasn't as much, so it was easy to find the good bands. Whereas now, you got to go through ten thousand homemade uh, albums just to find something that really stands out, and I, and I imagine that probably makes it hard for the for the record industry too. I mean, I'm not an expert, but that would be my guess that you know because it's so saturated. Again, my big thing is I f- I feel like technology in some ways has devalued the music industry because it's so successful you know it's 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 not like when you know you had you really had to work hard and and uh, you know not to undermine what bands do today i'm i sure they work hard but it was you know it was it was a lot more expensive um so it was limited what was out there if you know usually if a band had a demo tape it was like wow they they must be good because they're going into a studio and they're they're you know they can afford this they must be making money and and stuff like that so that that's kind of my perspective on it yeah i'm with you on the saturation i'm i'm sitting in the boat right now right like we just released an ep in um may and i i'm in a sea of eps and a sea of uh singles of people don't wait for the album anymore right they just say hey i've got a track uh, yeah. I can throw it up on Spotify in you know a matter of days. Um, so it, it's you're just kind of wading through that sea. It, the one thing in the question that I want to separate the difference between is the musician and the product itself, because you're no less of a musician because you're at home recording with a record uh, a home recording setup, but your limitations within there of of um, standing out because everybody has access. So it's back to the saturation because everybody has access to those same tools. Um, and it's a lot more economical for people today. It's the best musician who's sitting at home that has this opportunity to be captured and put it out mm-hmm. is, you know, this microchasm in, in a universe of, um, 
a lot of crap, but like uh, there's there's even other people that are great too. And now you got to balance between what's great and say, hey, is this person? If I get this person or this group in the right circumstances, can I make them sound real? Right. So you're sitting there from a a commercial standpoint, being like, man, I, I'm just really sick of hearing all of this sterile stuff, and the right. translation's just got to be difficult. So. I said, yeah. if you look at Spotify, we get paid like point zero zero two two cents per stream or something like that, right? And it costs <laughs> more than that to get exposure. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's rough. Well, I mean, I was. You guys, uh, oh, you got, I, I don't want to interrupt more. anybody. So, oh, CT, you're gonna talk? Okay, go ahead, go ahead, CT. Sorry, but I know Ken was sitting next to me when we were talking to a certain band. I, I'm not gonna bring up names, but. uh they had somewhere in the ballpark of 4,000 streams and got paid like 20 bucks for it. It's obscene. And it's a good band. It's not like a band that it's one of the ones that are above the rest. And it's obscene to see 4,000 streams equals about 20 bucks. You're paying to play at that point. You're paying to be in the band. You're paying to make the, the material and recording mm-hmm. material and the equipment and everything else that goes behind it, and you're not getting paid for that. Now, I'm going to ask you guys a quick question. Do you think that not get, getting paid thing is going into um, – I'm assuming that at least two, if not three, you guys know what I'm talking about as far as the new book rules are concerned that uh, they started talking about this past week. But is, is that – do you think the notion behind that, or do you think they're going to have their own streaming, their own paper streaming service where you're going to have that? Well, is it okay if I say something, CT? Go ahead. I didn't want to interrupt anybody. I didn't want to interrupt because I like listening to these, these other gentlemen talking, man. It's really nice. First of all, I just wanted to say to go back on the thing, I totally agree with the saturation situation. I can guarantee you, uh, even though some of you may not be considering yourself relics, but <laughs> guys like me, guys like me, we had it. We didn't have the competition. There's, there's no doubt that technology has destroyed, totally destroyed the credibility of the musician in the sense of yep. the difficulty of playing a riff or doing this or writing this or doing this or doing whatever, 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 because what's happened is the fans have become dulled. I mean, yeah. beat yeah. to death. And they're, and, and, and it's gotten to the point where the excitement is not there like it was when we played and when right. I played. And, and, and it's not because the musicians today are not as good or better or I mean, there's some talent, talented, talented young musicians. And I see them, I just go, oh, my God, these guys are unbelievable. But the fans just don't react to it in the same way because they've just been, they've just been destroyed by mute computer music and whatever they've been brought up in. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I can't control it. But the situation is, I can tell you, you get up on stage today, if Paul McCartney was not known, if Steven Tyler was not known, if Billy Gibbons was not known, and he just got up on stage tonight and played, they'd be treated just like anybody else. Okay? 
because and then and, and then the second that besides the besides the competition besides like you said people all becoming musicians I mean the bartender's a musician now the cook's a musician you know the the person sitting next yep. to you having a beer oh I'm a musician too everybody's a musician right and in my time period man you might talk to a hundred people and find maybe one that's a musician and then if you play the guitar oh my god the girls loved you you know i mean it's just one of those kind of things yep. so today so so not only that but the music today doesn't have the variations in it anymore because the computer can't really do it i mean look you try to put together a computerization of a group called yes does anybody remember a group called yes oh ah. yeah 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 <laughs> i mean these guys have very these guys have variations in their song it's like you have no clue unless you're in the band and you practice and rehearsed to what's happening next. And a computer can't keep up with that. So right. what you have now is what you have now is simple music that comes out with just one beat. Most of the time the drummer's electronic and it's just a bump, 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 bump. And I can yep. sit here and probably write a song in two minutes. To go with that, you know. Uh, I'll give you an example. As I sit here in my little old room, I look out the window and I see the full moon. It's just simple shit. Just simple, simple, simple. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and, and 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 I mean, and then you go back and you look at something like Yes does, or you look at at, at some of the stuff Chicago did, or you look at any a lot of the stuff the Beatles. It's unbelievable compared to what they do. So, saturation in technology has made it too easy. Too easy to be to come off professionally. That's in the other. Amen. I don't. Other gentlemen. I don't know what they. I don't know which one it was that said that, but it's true. You can you can be a professional now, and even you, CT, you're going to go. Oh, that sounds great, and you're not going to think it's big a deal because you know why. You know how they did it. But yep. if you were in my day and you heard a guy sound like that, you go, Oh my God, how did he do that? <laughs> It's yeah. called a lot of practice and a lot of work and a lot of talent and all this stuff like that. So, yes, yes, that's part of the problem, and I think that's why you have great bands get on stage and 30 people show up to the show. Right. It's, yeah. it's, just, yep. it's, just, it's just the way it is. But I'm not going to be all negative because there's a lot of positive things, which we haven't talked about yet, that musicians can get into, have fun, enjoy, and probably, hopefully, make some money. <laughs> yeah. You know? Anyway, yeah. that's my part right there. I'll let you guys go now. You say what you need. So what do you guys think? Ken and uh, Dylan, what do you, uh, how do you come away from that? Um, well, first, I mean, I wanted to t- uh, just say something. I, you know, um, aside from you know, creating the music. Um, I got to tell you, you know, I stepped away from the music scene for years. I mean, CT, I've told you this before, you know, I got married, had a child and, you know, the marriage is done. So I'm able to have a life again. Um, So I, uh, I got, when I got back into the photography and started photographing bands, it had been a very long time since I had been in the scene. And, it was a shock to me to see the band doing a sound check and the sound guy standing there with a tablet in front of the stage 
getting the sound right. I, I mean, I was I was completely blown away from that by that because when I played the clubs, they had a gigantic soundboard, you know, and like knobs were missing off of it, and you know, the, there would be a crackle when they slid the slider up. You know, you you heard all the defects in it. Now they, you know, they got their their iPads and they got all the little digital wheels on there. So I mean. You know that that was a shock to me. I I was like, wow. You know, this has really gone in a direction I was unaware of. Um, you know, so I mean, and and you know, even how the instruments sound live now. I mean, you know, I don't know a whole lot about it, but you know, I've I've seen guitarists with these little tiny boxes that glow. You know, and they're getting sound out of those like we had a huge Marshall cabinet back in the day. So. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a, it's affected a lot more than we call just ta- you know, we, the recording. We call Go those ahead. talent boost. We call those talent boosters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the guy that's got four hundred buttons in front of him, and he he's more busy pushing the buttons than he right. is playing his damn song. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many pedals, yeah, it call, looks like I he's call, dancing. Call, yeah, and I call him talent boosters, and then you got an old guy that sticks his he sticks his Strat or his Les Paul into a Marshall amplifier, turns it up, cup, turns a treble, turns a bass a little bit, and whacks out on the guitar with his humbucker pickups and kicks this guy's ass. I'm going there. You <laughs> yeah. go, man. Yeah, you guys. You know, it's it's to me that that very specific piece is about intimacy, right? So like. There's technology today. You can go into a room. You can mic your Marshall cab or somebody else's. You don't even have to have it, right? You can mic it, and then you can uh, leverage your software to actually mimic that sound and save it as a patch you can use and use that for recording and all these other things. But there's something to be said about the intimacy, about knowing your instrument, knowing your amplifier, especially right. a tube amplifier, because you know how it reacts to the way that you play in with this guitar, with these strings, you know, in, in at this volume. You, you know all those pieces, so you're able to have a lot more of an emotional connection that is felt by an audience, right? And it's it's yeah, when when you get the the people that are just going direct, period, right? Like that's that's their model. It's not just on recording. It's not on anything else is it's they've got the sound so why buy all the other equipment it's how do you become intimate with something that you know is just modeling um the sound that you're expecting it's 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 again uh, yeah, you know miracle bra. that's totally a miracle bra. yeah and in all due respect to technology and i agree totally with what you're saying and all due respect to technology now here's where technology i think really comes in and it's kind of fun in the studio and you can work with it and the first guys that did it was Martin with the Beatles on Sergeant Pepper. I mean, yeah, yeah. listen to that stuff, man. Those guys had to backtrack. They had to, they had to, they had to play reels backwards. They did. I mean, that's kind of what we have technology. So I enjoy technology in the studio when you're trying to be really different. When yeah. you're trying to do something crazy and wild, and it adds to the song, you know, and yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. For sure. But when you when you when you use it to duplicate somebody else, and the first thing I always tell, you know, I've got a little I mean, I mean I've got a little grandbaby right now that's trying to come up and and play guitar and stuff, and I'm telling him, be yourself 
don't try to be Eric Clapton or don't try to be Jimmy Page or don't, you know, and I know these names are probably old guys to you guys, but, you know, or Hendrix <laughs> or whatever. Do your own thing. Don't be afraid I'm of that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Not, not, I'm getting really old though. But anyway, <laughs> the the key the key is to be yourself because that's the originality that comes out in your music. That's so if people like yeah. it, they're gonna like you. Yeah. I mean, they're not gonna be yeah. able to go hear that anywhere else, you know. Yes, there's nothing wrong with the, yeah. There's nothing wrong with being original. So if the guy says, "Well, I don't sound exactly like Clapton," that's okay. You don't need to sound like Clapton. Right. You need to sound like you. Right. I know. Right. And that's what right. I look you for know. when I go see when I go see musicians. And I don't do it that often because I don't like to go out late at night. Because when I come home at night, you know, I don't want to have a wreck. I don't want to have you know, I don't have any problems. But and it's crazy in the clubs now. So I, if I go out to see a band, that's what I look for. I look for individuality. I look like this. Oh, that guy's really got his own sound. It's really cool. And I like him for what for who he is and what he is. I'm not trying to compare him to Clapton or anybody else. And, oh, if he doesn't sound like Clapton, he's not worth a shit. No, he doesn't sound like Hendrix. Or he doesn't sound like, you know, some jazz dude or some classical dude. There's all kinds of music out there. And there's so, it's art, man. And mm-hmm. art means yep. art means be you. Be who you for are sure. and don't be afraid of it, man. You know, don't for be sure. afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, I love the timing with the art on there. The person who bought green paint first instead of mixing yellow and blue, there was nothing wrong with that. He just got to the green faster, right? So he was still an artist in the end. Right, that's true. That's That's true. The next thing I want to bring up, and it'll probably be the last thing because we're closing out, is as far as, you, you know, it's there's something to be said as far as music being compressed in the recordings. We went from vinyl to eight-track cassette, to CD, and now it seems like vinyl is making another resurgence because the sound on vinyl, if you ask me, I don't know how you guys feel, vinyl sounds so much better to me as far as it's not as compressed, it's not as digitally made, and you can hear that. You can hear some of the imperfections on a vinyl. You can hear some of the, the openness as a as opposed to a CD or something along those lines, what do you guys feel as far as the recording aspect is concerned between vinyl and other forms? You know, the struggle with uh, streaming in the end is you are subject to the compression of the streaming platform. So you can get high res files that sound amazing. That are the files that they're going to use to actually cut your vinyl these days. Um, so the vinyl that we sent you, CT, um, that, that yep. you know was done off of a high res file, um, and I love how that vinyl sounds. Like, like it, I think the the physical media of that sounds amazing. Um, but that same high res file is what we put out to the uh, streaming platforms. But there's secret sauce across the the board for Amazon and for Spotify and Apple, and Apple has released their standards, so at least a mastering engineer knows what's happening to a degree on the other side so they know what to make the song sound like to sound the best through Apple. But not everybody goes through that because you're not going to have a separate file for every streaming platform you go through. That's just like craziness, right? You're going you're gonna to try to maximize what you've got. And 
again, like Spotify, it's just something happens on the other side and, and our band's songs do not sound the way that they sound outside of Spotify through Spotify. And it's, it's disappointing for sure. And so when you get like a little bit of a cheering section in there, it feels really good because you're like, ah, even at that quality, they like it, but it's rough, man. It's, it's physical media definitely has a sound that, uh, and, and vinyl specifically that I think just kills anything digital. It's the world that we're in is we're, we're forced into somebody's phone now. Yeah. Yeah. You blame jobs. Was he the MP3 inventor? Blame him. He destroyed us all. <laughs> <laughs> if all else fails, blame jobs, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the day the MP3, the day the, the day the MP3 came out, I came home and told my wife, "Well, there goes all our royalties." <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, hey, you know, it's a good thing Lars York stepped up, or <laughs> it would be even yeah. worse. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Oh, uh, so I don't want to sound depressing, but I mean, you know. As far as the future, any any thoughts, any hopes for the future, any ideas where technology is going next in music? Well, it definitely can't get any smaller. I mean, what are they going to stuff music into you, next? You say that. I mean, you're going to have it you in your that. hearing aid when you're 80 years old, listening <laughs> yeah. to yeah. your latest MP3s, and if you know you 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 tap on the hearing aid, you'll get a radio station. So I I can't imagine you know, where it could possibly go and, and, you know, short of a, of an implant of some sort, you know, where you can just right. lean your head up against the computer screen and download music into your head. I mean, but, but that's, yeah. that's going to be that day though, right? That That's when everybody's mind's going to explode is because I think everybody's in that same spot now, but they might've been in that same spot 20 years ago, right? Yeah. To where we are now. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, it, who knows what kind of technology we just can't even fathom. You know, music might be a hologram someday. Who knows? I mean, you know, but 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 I I think if you know the music scene is going to be valuable, you know, from here on in, the bands have to make money. You know, the bands have to make money. That's right. I mean, it's absolutely. You know, we we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago when we had Brad Lee on here. Um, yeah. You know the 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 music industry has become greed, and it's not the bands. It's it's the producers. It's the the record companies. You know, it's it's more. It's not really so much as what sounds good that we can put out there. It's what's going to make a dollar. You know, so I mean, I, I think if we're gonna if if we're gonna try to look forward to having good music in the future, the the musicians need to be paid properly. You know, th- th- maybe they don't have to get rich. You know, like Molly Crew when they had their Ferraris and everything. I mean, you know, it's not about that. But I, I you know, you do what you love, but you got to be compensated somehow for it if you want to sustain right. it. You know, so if you want to make a living off of it, and if you want to make a living off of it and be able to comfortably pay your bills, and I got to give a shout out to Bradley because, you know, they always say that, uh, you know, uh, promote, uh, promoters have a bad name and everybody kind of stirs away from managers and promoters. I was personally with him one day and watched him decline doing business at a bar because or a venue a really good venue 
because mm-hmm. they did not seem like they gave a rat's ass about the bands. They didn't care. All, they, they cared about paying the bills, and that was it. And it was it, it showed. And yeah. he walked away from that because they he knows what it would mean for the bands to play there. Right. So, well, I mean, by the way, if you're going to have if you're going to have an original band play in your in your venue, you need to pay them. Right. Because you know that venue making money. But, uh, but but it's it's called you know what I call it it's it's always been that way. Even in the '60s, uh, in the '70s, when I was playing, it was always that way. And, it, and basically, you got to have, and I believe real strongly in having a good manager. Yeah. Ex- yep. the musicians need a businessman in charge of them that can take that can deal with the personalities of the musicians because we musicians basically, and I I kind of play both sides of the field, so I can say this, but. And musicians have bad egos in general, in general, and they have weird goals in their life, and that's what makes them great artists. So I'm not knocking that, but I'm <laughs> saying that when it when when it comes to money, when it comes to money, ninety percent of them are just really bad with it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. not all, not all of them, but I'm mean, I'm not saying everybody. You get ten, fifteen, at the top of the till, but the point is a really good manager who's a good negotiator and. All good managers know, and I'll tell you guys, if you still play and you play live, the answer to getting that venue to pay you is to draw a crowd. And yeah, I mean right. a crowd that knocks that knocks his ass off. When that crowd lines up outside and they're standing out there to get in, that some bitch understands real quick when you go to him and say, Okay, I've given you a taste, that's all you get. You want to do a $30,000 bar next year or next week or next month? You're going to pay my guys. Are they right. not, these, pe- right. these people won't show up. Now, the key is how do you get those people to show up? That's changed a lot, and a yeah. lot of it has to do with social media. It has oh, yeah. to do with marketing. It has to do with doing a really good job of creating a curiosity of more of an event than just somebody showing up to play. I'm not just another band showing up and play, guys. Hey, we're not just another band. We're an event, man. When yeah. we show up, That's we're right. gonna put on a show and blah blah and the people are like, honey, let's go let's go see so and so tonight, man. Those guys they put on a great show and they dress good, they look good. It's fun. Blah blah and it, let me tell you it doesn't take that long and the word gets around and you create that crowd and you create that following then you demand the money, and right. you can get it. But only problem you have with that right now is obviously, and I don't want to bring up politics, but COVID nineteen has screwed you guys so bad. I mean, oh, screwed yeah. everybody. I mean, even the even the most famous in the world, man. What where do you do? You got twenty thousand people to show up at an arena. You can't play. I mean, ZZ Top, I'm, I'm Billy Gibbons. He, he, what do they do? You know, I want to go yeah. play. Twenty thousand people show up, and they don't have masks, and I'm going to get killed. The media is going to destroy me. You know, blah blah blah. I can't do it. So you know, you sit there. The hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars a gig is gone. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Right. So I hope they saved their money and invested it because it ain't coming from playing. I can tell you that right now. Right. So the and then the and then other the other aspect is technology. Here's where it is working. It's just not paying enough. I agree with you guys, but there was just a new. Uh, music bill signed uh, and it's paying 
more on streaming. Now, I'm going to tell you on YouTube, for example, if you can get commercials on your on your music on YouTube, if you can qualify and get licensed to get to you know, have y'all ever y'all played YouTube before and you see the commercials that come on before the music? Yep. yep. All those everybody's getting paid for that. Okay. Now the deal is, and it runs around. It's not a lot of money. It's not like big bucks, but compared to Spotify, it's about fifty. If you get about fifty plays, you'll make twenty to twenty-five cents on fifty plays. Actually, that's actually way ahead of where it's been, and it's all been because. And I'm not. And again, I'm not playing politics, but Trump signed this deal. Hell. Doobie Brothers was there. There was a lot of musicians that were there that 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 were just like applauding this bill that he signed. And what yeah. it did is it it screwed all these guys, and they're having to pay you more. They should be paying more. It, you think Spotify right. isn't making a sh- Spotify's trying to tell you they're not making anything? They're full <laughs> of right. shit. Those guys are full of shit. They they what they do is they increase their operating expenses on their balance sheet to look like they're not making nothing, right. and in reality. The some bitches are making a fortune, and oh, the CEO's uh, and, a billion. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll they'll borrow money to have debt to show not making any money, so they can pay debt. But they have, but they're paying themselves these huge salaries that create half that debt. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's not like they're not making money. In other words, the company may not be making a whole lot of money, but they're making a lot of money personally because the CEO can take as much money as he wants out of that company he can he can name his own salary for his buddies and the board and everybody else and you guys are getting or we're getting and i'm getting you know i got a pay, paypal account set up for all my stuff and i get you know like you said 0.002 cents or something for whatever and uh but i'm going to say on youtube now and with this new law in effect i've <laughs> noticed with commercials Licensing your mute, which I do, licensing music for commercials, the money's a lot better. A lot better. It's not the it's not a total answer, but for a guy like me that doesn't play live anymore and doesn't want to play live, I can sit there on my the right computer. Direction. Yeah, I can I can sit there and I can load all my vinyl and everything that I have on uh, YouTube um, um, through a publishing company through YouTube, and they pay me, man, and they pay it, and I just send it. I just sent it to my, you know, sent it to my wife, and she just goes, "Oh, that's funny. What was that? Oh, was that a tip?" I said, "No, that's so, so. It's it's not a, it's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of. But, but let me tell you, you get a million pops, you get a million hits on YouTube, or you know, five hundred thousand, or sixty thousand, or fifty thousand. It adds up a little bit. So it's better than nothing yeah, is what I'm trying to say. So, sure, sure. That's for sure. yeah. So it so maybe. That's where technology needs to help us. What technology needs to do is help the musicians get paid a fair share. And man, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to go fight them, but you guys might want to. But I mean, you know, uh, it's too late for me. But I mean, you know, but, but, but I will say this. In the 60s and 70s, we made a shit pile of money. I mean, it was stupid. I mean, I'd get a, a whistle. Yeah. I mean, we'd play a gig. We'd play. A, we'd open. We'd open a show for some international act. And when I was with, uh, I was with Dick. And you may have never heard of him, Dick Clark. Have you ever heard of Dick Clark? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. Well, I was signed with Dick Clark Productions, and so we opened for like Paul Verner Raiders, all these groups that he had signed. 
<clears throat> we'd be, we'd, this was 50 years ago, and there was five of us, and we'd, be, we'd get paid 1000 bucks to open the show 50 years ago. You know what a thousand bucks per guy? I mean, not per guy. A thousand bucks to divide, but you're talking about two hundred and something dollars per guy for a show. We played three songs, three songs, and we were off the stage, and we and we had all the girls we wanted. It was unbelievable. Plus the plus room was paid for, food was paid for, everything was paid. People were on the same equivalence. That would be great today, but it's not. It's just not. It just got worse and worse, and. Uh, it's not just happening to you. It's happening to the big guys, too. The big money now with these new musicians is in endorsements and being on The Voice or something, you know, being a yeah, yeah. being a judge yeah. or something, all this bullshit. doesn't have anything to do with music. It just has to do with doing a movie or doing endorsements on shoes. I mean, if you get a line of shoes, you can get an endorsement on, or you get on an insurance commercial, and you get things like that. So that's where a lot of the money is being made. So the agents are booking these they're trying to create brands out of people now so your band has to become kind of a brand pretty soon you can expect motley shoes <laughs> i think those guys already made so much money mm. they, they they don't need to they don't need to do anything anymore it's like it's like the stones man mick jagger and i thought what what if i was in the stones i wouldn't even leave the fucking house to go play anywhere <laughs> I hate to cut you guys off, but uh, we, okay, no, it's been great. Our, we came to the end of our time. I just want to give you guys a big thank you for calling in. And uh, if any of you guys have any uh, any last words to say, I mean, you guys can promote anything, or if you just want to say whatever is on your mind, we're we're going to close. This I just want to I just want to say I just want to say I enjoyed talking with. These other gentlemen, it's really yeah, me great too, man. to talk nice to guys that are in the business. And CT, I love you, man. You know that. You keep up the hard work, brother, because you're the only guy out there that's really giving a shit about anybody. I appreciate yeah. it. Yep. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, Thanks. I'm gonna echo all of that. <laughs> you can. Hey, all you guys have a good. All you guys have a good one, man. And 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 don't give up, man. There is money out there. You just gotta. You just gotta find it and get a crowd. Yep. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It was a it was a joy being here once again. Nice meeting you guys. Thanks again, CT. It was fun. It was a thanks, good subject. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna say. No, I'm not. I'm not even gonna say the same thing as everybody else. This <laughs> was a great time, and I uh, really appreciate you, man. Well, guys, thank you so much for calling in, man. And uh, if there, um, you, you know, if there's any updates on any of the bands. Any anything else that you want to promote? And Ken, I've been pushing Phoenix Custom Printing. Make sure if you guys need merch, Ken's the place. Yes, to I go. know. Thank you so, for that. And photos and, too. Uh, if, you, if you guys if you guys want band photos, just give me a call, man. I'll come out and hook you up. So, guys, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right, thanks, CT. Uh, you too. Bye. Have a great night. Bye bye. So, guys, that was our roundtable on technology. I hope you enjoyed it. Guys, we're uh, we're back here next week, Saturday night, as always. Next week, our guests will include Damian Monte Carlo. He was our rescheduled guest from a couple of weeks ago. 
and the Detroit Cobras. Guys, I'm really excited for you guys to hear all about the Detroit Cobras. So we got a double interview next week, and make sure you're in for it. And remember, until next time, remember rock and roll. Have a great week, guys. Thank you.